Good morning on this February 16th, 2021. About 11.23 in the morning. Thank God for another day. Thank God for his goodness. Even though there's still a lot of snow out there. Well, not a lot, but enough. I'm tired of looking at it. You know, the country is probably is in a deep freeze right now. And some places that didn't, haven't seen a lot of snow in years or these bone chilling temperatures are seeing them now. This is a very ironic day because uh, February 16th, I mean, how strange is this? My mother died 50 years ago today. And my stepmother's birthday was the same day that my mother died. My stepmother died too. But I'm just saying how ironic is that that's the same day, February 16th. But anyway, the name of this episode is called Full Circle. Now, I don't want to say this is the most important one I ever did. Because some people always say that do one that oh this I really want you to listen to this because this is the most important one I ever did. But no, this this is up there with all the important ones. They're all important. But this one we really need to listen to slowly. So I wanna take my time. I want you to understand this called full circle. Okay? Full circle. You know, if you draw a circle, you start at one point, go all the way around, and you come back to the point you started at. Make your full circle. So the first thing I'm going to read is Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, from the complete Jewish Bible. What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. There is no new thing about it. There is nothing new under the sun. Listen to that again. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. From the complete Jewish Bible. What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Now here's another one. At the end of that full circle, here's Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, also from the complete Jewish Bible. I'm talking slow on purpose. <clears throat> John says, After this, after what? 144,000 that were sealed from each tribe of Israel, 12,000 from each tribe. John said, after this I loved, this is during his vision, after this I loved, and there before me a huge crowd, too large for anyone to count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing in front of the throne, and in front of the Lamb, 
dressed in white, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted victory to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The Lamb being the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Excuse me. <clears throat> so that's the end of the full circle. So what is full circle? Well, our God works in a circular motion, and we on earth live in a linear motion, meaning we live in a straight ahead motion. In other words, we're born, we get a little older, we get married, have kids, get a little older, Maybe you live to have grandkids, get older, then die. That's a point A to point B to point C, etc. kind of movement. But in God's way of doing things, his prophetic end result is circular. Or secular, if you want to say it. It's not linear. History repeats itself. The end result will end up being circular. The first battle fought is also the territory where the last battle, Armageddon, will be fought. The beginning start off without sin, and it will end without sin. Israel and the Arabs have always been fighting since Bible days. They fight now. And that peace won't come until Jesus sets up his kingdom. Sorry, President of America. Are you President of America? It ain't coming through y'all. You can sign all the peace treaties you want. The real peace is not coming through y'all. The everlasting peace I'm talking about. Now, to give you some things that have repeated themselves in our history, Here's a few. In fashion, in fashion, the clothes of 20 to 80 years ago repeat themselves. And the younger generation always call it new when it comes out. Oh, what, this is new? No, it's not. You know, like bell-bottom pants and afro and that kind of stuff. It's not new. Not to mention a lot of them clothes the women wear, you ever see the, the clothes they wear in the old black and white movies from the 40s? Those things came back in the 90s. And they're probably still fashionable. And, and But the younger generation calls it new. Because to them it is new. Another one now. Still, the civil unrest of the 50s and 60s. And the rise of racial hate crime, oh, excuse me, the rise of racial hate, it came alive again. 50 plus years after Martin Luther King started to have some sort of breakfast. It's like it's unraveling in round by eyes. You got locust invasions of biblical proportions are happening in other parts of the world. As recent as 2019, 2020. 
giving some back to 2014. But put it this way, this last decade between 2000 and 2020, that's a score. So the last two decades, you've had local invasions, big ones, and they're still going on. <clears throat> Not only at ethnic group against ethnic group is rising and rising and repeating itself like the Bible days. You know, you have ethnic groups all over the world fighting against each other. Here in America, we have blacks against the whites, whites against the blacks. Native Americans against the whites, blacks and whites against the Hispanics. So you have all that ethnic groups fighting all the time. So we're going full circle to where things were always meant to be. But the road to that place has to go through all this chaos first when we don't put God at the head of things and turn. So it's like if we keep going this way, things are going to have to go this way if we don't turn back to God. Here's Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 for the NLT. For everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven. So what's going on? There's a time for it. And there's another one from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Verse 15 this time. From the NLT. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Now, it's hard to swallow. But the message in the world today, they're all leading to a certain place. So please don't freak out every single time over every single thing that happens. For example, if a disaster happens in your town, Yes, it's only natural to react. I mean, I hope you do so show some kind of a feeling. I don't want anybody to be desensitized. But don't let it bother you to the place of wanting to give up, give up on God. So look at up, upcoming disasters as a sign of the times, collectively. Now, what do I mean by collectively? Okay. There's natural disasters that happen because nature is nature. And there are things that happen because God could be sending a warning of love out to us to look out for something. Yet, if I understand that all these things are ultimately part of his circle progress process, I won't be so inclined to fly off the handle and lose it. Believe it or not, we're in a prophetic season of time. And since many people have become inclined to only listen to folks on their side, it's not surprising that folks can't wait to try to prove me wrong. But I don't fuss with people, you know that already. I don't fuss with people. All you have to do is keep on living. See, now there's a complex prophecy 
in the book of Daniel, chapter 2. The king of Babylon had a dream that disturbed him. He couldn't remember the dream at all. But Daniel told him what he had dreamt and interpreted it for him. And to this day, the dream is not fully fulfilled. The full circle of that prophecy is not done yet. And that's been thousands of years ago. Now, many of it has been fulfilled, or probably most of it. The world at large does not know that anything is coming. They have their mind of so many other things. Now, the usual, the usual scoffer lines, in other words, the people like to mock. Here's some of their famous lines. Well, if it's been thousands of years already, it ain't gonna happen. I say, oh, where do you get this stuff from, man? Another thing a mucker might say is, I'll believe it when I see it come true, but not before. Well, the Bible's way ahead of you. Because this was written a long time ago. Soon. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 to 23 from LT says this. This is why I say we have mockers. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching save those who believe. It's foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven. It's foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles, man, anybody who's not a Jew, and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. You know that's true. So me personally, I've come to a place where prophecy of God's rules, of God's word rules. I've come to a place where if he said it, that's it. So if the words of prophecy he said, they're going to happen. So that means when someone says something like, did you hear what the liberal said? I'll know in my mind, I'll say, so? If someone says something like, did you hear what the conservative said? I'll know in my mind, I'll say, so? And if someone says, this frigid weather outside, moving across the whole country, I'll say, yeah, I know. It's a sign of the times. See, once you put your attention or anger on one subject, you're wasting time getting upset over something that either is not that serious or is part of the circle anyway. Be concerned? Yes. Be bewildered? No. We're in a society where we really no longer have to ask, what's going on in the world? We should be beyond that by now. Maybe not, you know, it's a legitimate question. 
But how do I say it? Like these famous questions that people ask. Why is there so much suffering in the world? Another one. Why can't we get a clean president? You're right. Another one. Why does it seem like people who do wrong always seem to move ahead in the world and I'm always stuck in the poorhouse? Another one. Why is there so much hate in the world? Now those are legitimate questions. The way things are going, we're going, we could be getting answers to all that. Just the way life is going. Does this, does this type of question really need to be asked anymore? Maybe they do. But since the answer in the Bible, a lot of folks don't want to go there. I guess they have to keep asking. Those type of questions. Hoping for a philosophical or scientific answer to, to tickle the issue is. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three says this. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what the itchy ear, itching ears when they hear. It's really a shame that more people don't see the handwriting on the wall. Now that expression you may have heard often. It's from the Bible. Not from humanity. It's not saying from Plato or Socrates. It's from the Bible. The handwriting on the wall. You see, it's from Daniel chapter 5. You see, when folks talk biblical prophecy, there's so many opportunists out there and money-hungry folks and fame-seekers that they'll try to save their mother if possible. And they have no they have no interest in souls being saved and avoiding the upcoming danger. And yes, I mean preachers and teachers and televangelists and YouTube, YouTube obsessors who don't even study the Bible. Many just find one verse, like a crime prosecutor, to build a case for that one verse. Now remember, according to the Bible, it's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's from Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10. That's how the Lord chooses for us to learn, to research, and to apply His instructions. It's not all going to be in one place. So then, who do you pay attention to? Who do you pay attention to? That requires prayer and a leading by the Holy Spirit. See, we shouldn't be anxious to follow anybody just, just because they sound good, and having a smile, and that they say that they love you. Things are tightening up out here. And both God and the enemy are getting their armies, their last day armies together. 
I saw a couple of days ago that Walmart is now selling satanic and witchcraft items. Why? They and others made things just for the love of money. In their eyes, it just might be. But deeper than that, it's a recruiting device for the kingdom of darkness. I know many all that don't believe that, but <clears throat> I'll just leave it at that. It's a recruiting device for the armies of darkness. It doesn't matter who says, that's a lot of who we. It's already begun and will continue. Only alert saints will understand this. Unsafe folks and sleeping saints won't. I'll say this part again from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 23 from the complete Jewish Bible this time. For God's wisdom ordained that the world, using his own wisdom, would not come to know him. Therefore, God decided to use the nonsense of what we proclaim as his means of saving those who come to trust in it. Precisely because Jews ask for signs and Greeks try to find wisdom. For that reason, we go on proclaiming Messiah who's executed on the stake as a criminal. To the Jews, this is the obstacle. And to the Gentiles, nonsense. Lord have mercy. The full circle of God's history is upon us. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar, Bible scholar to see that the things happening around the world and right in this country are right in front of your eyes. Like what? Only a couple of things. Just as we have a vaccine ready, at least three more strings have emerged for the virus. Coincidence? This global virus is, excuse me, this coronavirus is global. Coincidence? Wintry weather is going from one end of the country to the other with storm after storm after storm. And temperatures and world chills, wind chills are breaking records. Coincidence? No matter how much they try, the government won't, won't work together. All they do is blame the other side for anything wrong in the country. Coincidence? Walmart selling satanic and witchcraft things. But preachers' freedom of speech is slowly becoming a thing of the past. Coincidence? According to secular scientists, more and more asteroids are passing by the Earth. Coincidence? Global warming, climate change. Coincidence? All our stuff trying to scare us. You think that's what I'm doing? 
What purpose would that serve? I have no problem staying behind the scenes doing this for no financial gain or fame. It's your soul at stake. That's why we want you to give to Jesus. Not your money, not your allegiance to me, or any other thing. Everything God's people teach and preach are not always understood in its fullness and its entirety by them. But we believe and know it in our spirit. So we may not understand everything we say, but we know it's the truth. Because God is so deep, you're not going to understand everything he does. <clears throat> this is true especially in prophecy or certain verses in the Bible. In other words, it's like when you know something is true, but you don't really understand how it's going to happen, but you know it's true. So just because people teach God's word, doesn't mean they have gone through and conquered everything. Yes, experience is a great teacher. Yet, do you think that in this day and age, that preachers should only preach about their victories? The Bible is a big book. No person on earth has gone through every situation in the Bible. But by their faith and their belief in God, they have to tell us to trust in God. Excuse me a second. Alright. Example. Moses was a man of God. But according to the scriptures. Did he have to deal with transgenderism. Like we do today. Or did Gideon have to deal with child sacrifice. Abortion. Like we do today. They were still men of God, even though those issues were there, but that wasn't their expertise. The gist of preaching and teaching is to bring people to Christ to hear the gospel, not to see how much of what they preach is personal. It's not about it being personal. Unfortunately, some treat preaching and teaching like throwing an Olympic judges team. In their mind, they have a card that reads something like this. Oh, that sermon was 8.5. I, another person goes, I give you 9. Another person goes, I give you 7.5. Another person goes, oh, I give them a 10. Well, try the spirits to see if they're of God, but not by fussy judging. We're approaching the finish line. I can't tell you when, but the clues are all around us. People don't want to listen to other people so much these days, either because they know people can tell you anything for their own financial property gain, or the person, in other words, the person trying to get over on you, or the person on the listening end feels that they themselves are smarter than the one talking. And since they're a human being like them, they're just another voice in the wind. Now, those are legitimate reasons. 
But you see, God has left men and women to tell us right from wrong. So people are all that's left. There's no other being, being God is going to use to tell us his word. If you're sincere, God will lead you to his people to learn more of them. Just remember, just remind us rather, here are some things that are upon us now that have to do with the last days. When I say last days, I mean time frame. I'm talking about days of the week. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No. I'm talking about time frame. So, once again, just remind us, here's some things. It's upon us now that we have to deal with in these last days. Civil unrest, racial tensions, weather patterns, <clears throat> internal fighting in the government, signs in the sun, moon, and stars, growing persecution among followers of Christ, including them being murdered, silencing of the gospel, lukewarm churches. God's full circle is almost complete. There are still other things that need to happen in prophecy, but they ain't that much. So say blessing the Lord. Remember, we're coming full circle. It ain't gonna end until it goes full circle. Back to the way it was supposed to be. Holy people, sold out people, people all want to do is praise God, and we can live with Him forever. People who are atheists and agnostics and don't want to believe this, you're never going to see it just for that reason, because you don't believe. That's why you won't see it. It takes faith to believe. I heard a comedian last night, he was actually witnessing. He was saying how important it is to believe in God, believe in the Bible. He was an atheist. He said he talked to this one rich fella who happened to be a, a Christian. And uh, he said, well, we don't have nothing in common to talk about. That's what he thought of himself. So, <clears throat> I guess the guy asked him, do you believe in, in God or something like that? He said, I think he said, can I give you some tapes in the Bible? He said, well, I'm an atheist. That's not going to do me any good. I don't believe it. He said, well, or he was saying, well, did you research all the different religions of the world and find out why you're an atheist, why you don't believe there's a God? He said, no, I just don't believe there's a God. He said, well, he said you're not atheist, you're a moron. <laughs> I was the guy told him, he said, what? He said, yeah, because if you're just going to say there's no God, but you don't do any kind of research to figure out why you said there's no God. You just go on your opinion. And he said, that's not enough. He said, that's the lazy man's way of doing it. You don't look up nothing. You don't see it for yourself. So the whole thing was eventually, because his marriage was bad, he eventually started listening to the tapes, reading the Bible, and... Uh, to make a long story short, 
the ones that come to the Lord that way. See, a lot of atheists just say they have that opinion and they haven't researched nothing. They haven't read the Bible for themselves or nothing. He said, wait a minute. I'll say it again. He said, uh, wait a minute. You're an atheist and you never looked at the Bible? He said, no. He said, you're not atheist, you're a moron. And uh, I won't call him by a moron, but let's be realistic. How are you going to say there's no God and every day you get up, you see God? You see the sunshine, you hear the bird chirping. If there's snow on the ground, who put the snow there? Oh, the weather patterns, who did the weather patterns? Oh, well, stuff in the atmosphere, who made it happen? Keep pushing you all the way back until you know that, until you realize there's a God. Somebody did it, it didn't just happen by itself. So God bless you, heaven smile upon you. We're coming back full circle. That's the way God's gonna do things, full circle. Let me leave you with just Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 again. What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun.